From CBS News Bay Area, this is the Afternoon Edition. Right now in the Afternoon Edition, San Jose police say a two-year-old is missing and they suspect the child's mother ran off with her. Good afternoon. I'm Ryan Yamamoto. And I'm Elizabeth Cook. Let's get right over to Jocelyn Moran. Jocelyn, what do we know so far? Yeah, Liz, Ryan, San Jose police are asking for help in this case in finding both the baby and the suspect. Now, we're going to bring these pictures up full so you can get a good look. This is two-year-old Tiana. She went missing yesterday. San Jose police say she was last seen at the Oakland BART station. The suspect is her non-custodial mother, Crystal Mendes. San Jose police say she has ties to the Tenderloin District in San Francisco. They say she is a heavy drug user and has a tattoo of Dante on her neck. Now, this image you're about to see right here, also from San Jose police, they say these are the best images they have. They're from yesterday. It shows the suspect leaving an apartment in San Jose. Now, right now, in just the last hour, police are talking about the urgency of this case. They believe Crystal Mendes, the suspect, could be under the influence of narcotics or alcohol. This woman has no place to go. She, she doesn't have a residence. It's, everyone here is wearing a coat. It's cold, right? The, the baby's wearing a very thin jacket. Uh, we don't know what somebody who is not in their right mind, who may be under the influence of drugs, looking for drugs. It's huge concern, right? We want this baby returned home. We want this baby safe. All right, so if you pay attention here, police say Mendez was last wearing a white hooded jacket, black skinny jeans with ripped knees, and dark colored sneakers. We're told she's about five foot one, 150 pounds, with long brown hair and brown eyes. Now, when it comes to the baby, they were last seen in a white jacket with pink sleeves and blue colored pants. Also important to note, the stroller they are looking for is black and teal. Now, San Jose police say to call 911 immediately if you see either Crystal Mendez or Thayana, of course. We'll keep following this story throughout the day, but you could really tell the urgency from San Jose police. There. Oh, no question. Mm -hmm. Time is of the essence. Yeah. All right, Jocelyn, thanks so much. All right, now to a developing story in Oakland. Another charging of the guard, changing of the guard of the police department after Mayor Sheng Tao fired Laron Armstrong as the city's police chief. Again, this is not a disciplinary action. The chief does serve at the will of the mayor. And again, I've lost confidence in Chief Laron Armstrong. Now, this all comes after a back and forth over how Armstrong handled a police misconduct case where a former OPD sergeant was accused of a hit and run and firing his service weapon inside the S elevator at police headquarters. Armstrong released a statement saying, quote, I am deeply disappointed in the mayor's decision after the relevant facts are fully evaluated by weighing the evidence instead of pulling sound bites from strategically leaked inaccurate reports. It will be clear, I was a loyal and effective reformer of the Oakland Police Department. Justin Andrews is at Oakland City Hall this morning where a rally in support of Armstrong is just now getting underway. Justin? Yeah, obviously the news of Armstrong's uh, firing has a lot of people here in Oakland talking from city leaders, even community leaders. So right now there is a rally that will be beginning any second here uh, where they will be kind of voicing their support for former Chief LaRon Armstrong. Um, but there are strong opinions on both sides of this. Oakland City Council President Nikki Fortunato-Bass supports the mayor's decision, but Council Member Noel Gallo's reaction is opposite. We spoke to him about his thoughts. Listen in. I think what the mayor did is, uh, was a mistake. Firing someone at, for no cost is really unacceptable. He reinstated because I did nothing wrong. 
Kyle says, Gael says that he's known the former chief for many years and has walked the streets of his district. He calls Armstrong an honorable man and willing to work with anybody. Gael also told us Mayor Shane Tao never reached out to the council that he's aware of when she was trying to make her decision. The report the mayor cited for her decision to fire Armstrong is one Gael says he never saw until it was released to the press. The mayor fired the chief saying she was troubled by some of the comments he made during an investigation so she decided to fire him without cause. Former council member Lauren Taylor also weighing in on this. Looking at the report there are 57 pages in this report. There are things that can be improved within the department and ultimately the buck stops at the top. But when it comes to something that was a dismissible offense, I don't think that was there and that would not be the course that I would have chosen. This firing is yet another setback for the police department. They're already short-staffed, and obviously a lot of violent crimes happening here in Oakland. Meanwhile, uh, the search now begins to find the next top cop here in Oakland. Yeah, I'll send quite, it back to you, Liz. And quite the search it will be. And you know, Chief Armstrong had tremendous support from powerful people in the community of Oakland as well. So this is not the last we're going to be talking about this. All right, Justin, thanks so much. So we want to bring in an expert on what happens with the city and its police department from here. Joining us now is Joseph Tuman, a political analyst who just retired as a public uh, Oakland Public Ethics Commissioner. So, Joe, what's your take on this, especially for a department that's just seen turnover and turnover, especially at the chief position? Well, I'll preface this uh, by saying that uh, much of this really has to do with the question of uh, who do you assign blame to? Um, in situations like this. And I think the unfortunate part of this um, very clearly was uh, that uh, young people who were trying to, to have uh, the way this, this kind of coding would work um, were, were warned off by that, uh, by people who wanted to see him uh, fail in this case. And uh, that frankly was just uh, inexcusably dumb as a way to do this. Um, uh, there were some things that needed uh, uh, fixing, obviously enough, um, but to sort of uh, kill it the way that they did and start all over again um, is a waste of time and, frankly, a, a waste of, of money and resources as well. Um, I will add to that that uh, uh, the smarter way really to be dealing with these sorts of, of issues um, is not to create a larger bureaucracy for the police department to have to deal with. But to have really good uh, officers on the ground who are working with uh, new police officers and teaching them as they go. That's the way that this works effectively in any city, including Oakland. And we don't have that kind of uh, reality right now because we're too busy appointing people to sit on the top of a very large tree instead of addressing closer to the ground level uh, real problems that need to be addressed and can be addressed if you've got uh, honest people working there. Does the mayor's decision, the timing of it, kind of surprise you, especially so early into her administration? Yes, uh, it did. And, and uh, it, it strikes me again that, that we have, I have nothing against her, by the way, um, but it's, it's reminding me that we have people who are not fully prepared for what's going to happen. And, and as I've said to you on, on multiple occasions, I think, in, in other venues, um, there are lots of smart people involved with the police department. Um, we unfortunately too often uh, uh, have this huge escalating uh, group of people uh, at the very top that makes it difficult to make decisions. Um, this is something that can be made more simple 
frankly, but, but we haven't done that so far. And as a consequence, we pay the price for this later when we don't have police officers where they should be, or perhaps sometimes um, being counseled or directed in ways that they need to be. Um, this is fixable, but right now it's a little bit of a mess, I'm sorry to say. All right. Thank you very much, Joe Tuma. I'm sure we're going to be talking about this for weeks, maybe months to come. Thank you, sir. Well, we first brought you the mayor's announcement on CBS News Bay Area. You can find us of the very latest story updates on, uh, and others on the free CBS News app or on Pluto TV, Channel 397. All right, let's switch gears here for a moment and get to First Alert Meteorologist Jessica Birch. A lot of folks getting excited about the holiday weekend, Jess. I know, it's a long weekend, sunshine in the forecast. It's great, really, for the next couple of days. Current conditions, we're still dealing with some partly cloudy skies. I'm going to show you why that's happening in just a second. Taking a look at current temperatures, we're now ranging in the upper 40s and lower 50s, where daytime highs today are really topping off just in those mid-50s, at least in the peninsula. So if you are taking your lunch break anywhere from noon to 3, if you're heading out along the waterfront, expect mild temperatures, partly cloudy skies. The reason why we're even seeing these clouds is there's this huge rain system just offshore continuing to circulate to the south, and by no means is this going to produce any rain for us, but we are getting all the leftovers. We're seeing all those clouds roll in from the south, and that'll continue to bleed off a little bit as we head into our early Friday setup. We'll have more on your President's Day forecast in just a bit, but for now, back to you.